for your wine connoisseurs. What are you drinking, Merlot? Welcome to Murray Place, make the order, please. I met her at the Barbie house down by the ocean with a black silver surfer be backstroking. Ben Ten and Ken was flabbergasting. Ronald McDowell and the homie was clowning and laughing. She said, I asked like, I'm certain. I said, Nasty's got you here. You have some audacity. The big silver surfer on the track like a caboose. Get your girl flaming like Cheetos and dot juice. I leave your mind like fine wine and drunk sexton. You got an eight head girl. I can see what you think. When them dot dots pop out, I get uncoop. I don't lie. I just tell a better version of the truth. You get right. They had the band keep from licking toes all night. Ha ha. Shout out to Reggie. Ain't nothing wrong with a big strong girl. And I'll be up in that buttocks like a wedgie. Yo, miss, can I know how about a drink and a slow turn? No, no, no course to pay you some attention. Fine wine. Wanna add to my collection? Yo, miss, can I know you? How about a drink and a slow turn? No, no, no course to pay you some attention. Fine wine. Wanna add to my collection? I see a pretty kitty staying with some nice eyes. She got a big old bitty. Shorty is a nice size. You a sag, I'm a Libra. Feel we like size. Or maybe not. Either or, this the right time. I wanna talk to you. Get up in your cerebellum. Let me walk with you damn i love how good you smell it so compelling your body telling goosebumps chemistry look how good we jealous a beast with intellect i bet you know the x-men in my dialect before you check the next man i did a movie maybe we could start sex then hopes too high we can start it off next then conversation and you think such a lady we go dutch i got half on that baby i like your laugh so you thinking i'm a jokester <laughs> buy wine and i need you in my host yo 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 miss can i know you how about a drink and a slow tune? No, no, no course to pay you some attention. Uh -huh. Fine wine. Wanna add to my collection? Yo, miss, can I know you? How about a drink and a slow tune? No, no, no course to pay you some attention. Uh -huh. Fine wine. Wanna add to my collection? Fine wine. Yeah. You know we get better. This is another one of them. Keith Murray, Flint Fossey, Mark Lawrence joints. Haha, uh -huh. uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Shut up to everybody that's doing their thing and getting better. Find one. Yo, Mark, you're a genius, baby. Watch to the ring, more wine. Watch to the ring, more wine. And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Flint Flossie and Keith Murray. Brand new, thank you, Mark Lawrence, with fine wine. Thank you, Mark, Flint Flossie, and Keith Murray. And today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Poison Ivy from the Crumbs from 1990, 30 years ago. An interview with Poison Ivy of the Cramps. To prepare you for Poison Ivy, I'm going to play something by Sunday Morning, Consequence of Love. They are from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and also are playing on the 14th of March at the Rickshaw Theatre for release of their new album. They feature Bruce and Ham. Bruce was in Tank Hog. Ham also 
also was in Slow. Slow backed up the cramps in 1986 at the War Memorial Gymnasium at UBC. And then right after that, an interview with Poison Ivy of the cramps, the Nardwar Show from 1990. On CITR, F102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here's Sunday Morning with Consequence of Love. Are you and what rock and roll group are you from? 
I'm Poison Ivy. I'm in the cramps. Who are the other members of the rock and roll group that cramps? Um, Lux Interior, uh, Candy Del Mar, and Nick Knox. What would you say the um, average age of the rock and roll band, the Cramps, is Poison Ivy? Like, um, how long has the Cramps been uh, around rock and rolling? Well, how about, um, uh, 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 how about, um, uh, what, what is different about the cramps right now? Hello, Miss Ivy, are you there? Hello? I guess maybe I cannot hear you, but you might just be able to hear me. Interesting concept. Hello? Ivy, are you there still? Hello? Ivy, are you there? Poison Ivy of the Cramps? Vancouver, BC calling. Well, who's your favorite singer? Ah, oh, gee, um, Lux Interior. <laughs> Alex, who most influenced your drumming? Uh, Nick Knox. you most like to date in the world? I guess, uh, Poison Ivy. Going down to lonesome town Screw Iceland! It's the Cramps! Join Nick Knox, Poison Ivy, Lux Interior, a new fur baby, Candy Del Mar. For a real CITR jungle hop, April 12th at the Commodore Ballroom. Okay, guys, kick it! Well, come on, little mama, let's tear this damn place up. Cleo, Cleo, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Cleo, do you love me? Oh, do you love me? Thank you, Cleo. You love me. Do you love me? You're listening to Denardwar, the Human Serviette Show on C I T R 13 up to 102 FM. 102, that is. Remember I was trying to talk to you before from Switzerland? Yeah, I, mean, I called you from Marseille, and, and I was just getting a bunch of noise. Did you, did, did you hear me at all on your end? No, I didn't. I thought you were rewinding your machine or something. I no, no, I kept on saying, Ivy, Ivy, Vancouver phoning, Vancouver phoning. No, I couldn't hear her voice. I heard a huge, loud, kind of screaming squeak. But now you're back, Miss Poison Ivy. Uh-huh. And you're back where? In Los Angeles. Yeah, and after a big European tour? Uh-huh. How did that go? Like, you got back from Marseille. Marseille, France. Um, what about Marseille? How did that gig go? Oh, it was great. Marseille was wonderful. 
Yeah, it's like in a big kind of tent stadium thing. What about after Marseille? Where did where did the tour lead you then? Then we went to Spain, which was sort of our favorite place. We went to Barcelona and Valencia, in uh, on the Spanish coast, and those were really great shows. Have the um, Cramps ever been to Vancouver, B.C. before? Oh uh, yeah, lots of times. Yeah, do you know anybody famous from Vancouver, B.C.? Um, no, you I don't. Nobody famous? Like, have you ever heard of Yvonne De Carlo? Oh, I didn't know she was from Vancouver. Yeah, Yvonne De Carlo from the Monsters. Oh, sure, She's Lily, yeah, um, darling Lily. Errol Flynn, you know Errol Flynn? Of course, yeah, I didn't know he was from there either. Well, he died of like a cocaine overdose in like the British properties in Vancouver. Oh, I didn't know that. Russ Meyer's movie Vixen, ever seen that movie Vixen? Sure. Yeah, yeah filmed in Vancouver, well, oh. around Vancouver in Victoria. Uh-huh. So y y nobody else you're familiar with Vancouver before? Or? Um, not until you'd mention them. I, I don't realize that they're from Vancouver. What was your, when was your first time here? Oh boy, let me think. It was probably, it might have been in 81 or 82. Do you remember anything about the gig? Yeah, we played the first show we did there was Commodore Ballroom. Yeah? And, uh, which is what we're doing again this time. It's a real nice place. Uh, um, yeah, well, one of the things I remember is the guy brought me um, the guitar I'd been playing with a Lewis, which was a Canadian make, and I'd never seen another one. and. I found an ad for another one when I was in Vancouver, and the guy brought it to the gig to show it to me, and I bought it. Really? So you have a piece of a Vancouver instrument, then? I do. Do you, still, ha do you yeah. still have it? Yeah, I do. My Lewis, yeah. It's not what I'll be playing live on this tour, but I have it. It's a great guitar. What? what I played Surf and Dead on. Yeah? On, on, on the Grievous Hits? Uh, no, on the movie soundtrack, Return of the Living Dead. At the beginning of that movie, the um, Return of the Living Dead, Surfing Dead is the tune, isn't it? Do you do? Yep. What, at the beginning of the tune, you shout some obscure rockabilly lyric from some song. Isn't there from song that you allude to at the beginning of that? Doesn't Lux shout uh, out? It's Lux. Um, he says some sort of line about sweetness or something like that. Or uh, no, he says, my favorite br uh, brain soup, cream of nowhere. Isn't that an allusion to like some obscure rockabilly tune? Um, no, uh, the cream of nowhere is from some... Beatnik thing, I think, from Pete Myers, but the brain suit thing isn't. What about, like, the old, um, you know, you've covered a few, um, old ancient rockabilly tunes and stuff like that. Do any, uh, you know, old rockabilly guys come up to you and ever get mad that, like, perhaps you're, um, borrowing or, um, honoring them by playing their tunes? No, I've never had anybody be mad. I, um, I don't think what we should do should provoke them to be mad because we are honoring them. Um, we've met some rockabilly guys from being, from doing what we do. We've met Sleepy Labeef, and we've met uh, Ursula Hickey, and there's a lot more I'd like to meet. Um, but they've never been uh, upset or, or mad that you, you took their song or played it in concert or anything like that? Like, you know, Hazel Atkins? No, I mean, they should be honored that we cover their songs and credit them. I can't imagine why somebody would be mad about something like that. They have to be out of their minds. Um, like, what about, like, he... The only, the only thing I heard of someone being mad was Rufus Thomas, because uh, Can Your Pussy Do the Dog is inspired by his songs, The Dog, Can Your Monkey Do the Dog, and I think he didn't like the uh, obscene way that we evolved the dog. So he actually heard about the song, then? Yeah, I think it was pointed out to him when he was in France. 
What type of um, backup groups did a did a cramps get associated with? Like when you play a gig, what what sort of groups do you attract? Like you know a backup band that would play with you. Oh, I mean an opening band. Yeah. Um. Anybody interesting that you've? Oh, the show we just did at the Town and Country in London was great. We had uh, someone were friends of ours, but there was a band called Ugg and the Cavemen who do. Uh, they dress like up like cavemen and, and uh, the guys like barefoot wearing a leopard skin print thing. And they do all like caveman songs. They do Go Gorilla and Be a Caveman, all these covers like caveman things. They threw bananas at the audience. And then they brought Elvis out on stage, this incredible Elvis impersonator that was a Vegas guy who was living in England, I guess, for some tax problem or something. They brought him out during their show. Um, so that was, that was a good opening show. What about like any like ever back has REM ever backed up the cramps? No, they haven't. No, I've never seen REM. You've never seen uh, REM? No. I hear this band the Dio Jets that's opening for us. It's supposed to be pretty good kind of rockabilly guitar and Yeah, I think they were featured in that movie from about the Athens, Georgia scene or something. Inside yeah. Out or something. I don't know. But um I was also wondering, um, has has Jello Biafra ever grooved to the cramps before? You know, from the Dead Kennedys? I don't know. Have you ever seen the Dead Kennedys before? Mm, I've seen them on film. I haven't seen them live. Because they were, of course, featured in that great movie that you guys were right, in. Right, and that's probably where I've seen them, I guess. Yeah. What about the rest of the cr the cramps? How did you all, you know, meet? Were you like a, in a record store and like you were both looking at like a rare Hazel Atkins single and you both tried to grab it at the same time? Is that how you met? No. Um. Actually, when we met Candy, what we were trying to grab a parking spot at the same time. We're in a parking lot of a liquor store, and uh, we both were, and it's, you know, they didn't have enough parking spots for the store, and we were both kind of challenging each other for the parking spot, and then she recognized me and Lux, and uh, that's how we met. Uh, Nick we've known hmm, forever, it seems, and uh, he was, uh, we were introduced to him from a, a, f a friend of ours from Cleveland, knew Nick, and knew that we needed a drummer. He was in a um, band, The Electric Eels, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Electric Eels, and this guy Bradley, who's dead now, introduced us to him. Were, were you from Cleveland originally? You and no, Lex? Uh, Lex is from Akron, and Nick is from Cleveland. And what about yourself, Ivy? Um, I'm from many places, mainly. I was in Sacramento when I met Lux. Um, where, like, where, how did you meet? Were you, like, okay, were you in a department store, and you're no, two... No, I was hitchhiking. Yeah? He picked me up. And then, uh, then... Then you just did you decide to form a band right off the bat to try to make money? No, no, we didn't do that for a while. We were pretty much just interested in each other for quite a while. What about other um, like uh, interestingly enough, on most of your records, you and I, you and Lux, um, write most of the songs, don't you? Right. Um, is that oh, sort of all the cramp songs? Yeah. Is that sort of a, a Jagger Richards sort of thing? Would you say? Like, well, how does you know how does Nick and the rest of the members? How did they feel about that? Um, they don't write songs, um, Lux and I do. We write the songs in the cramps. Um, the, the other members are happy. They like the songs we write. I think they're, they enjoy playing them, um, so they're, they're happy with that situation. Because um, you know how, like, the Stones went on tour recently? I heard that they went on tour because, you see, Jagger and Richards are the only ones that get the royalty credits, right? Uh -huh. So they had to go on tour so they could put Ron Wood's kids through school. So, like the rest of the cramps, um, you're not going on tour to give them to put their kids through school or anything like that. We're are going you? on tour because we love to play live, and I think a lot of people dig seeing us. That's why we go on tour. 
What about fanzines? Do you have any favorite fanzines that you like? Um, like yeah, I like one. I think it's done now. Sleazoid Express was a good one. I like the little magazine that Hollywood Book and Poster puts out. What about Kix fanzine? Mm, not that, that one's a little too kind of anthropological. Um, it's kind of like from the Margaret Mead point of view of look what I dug up. What about, don't you have some they're, sort They're not real, you know, they're not like the people they write about. Don't you have some association in the shady past, Dear Ivy, with, like, Miriam from um, Kicks fanzine? Uh, she was a, a drummer briefly in the Cramps a long time ago. At that particular time, she disliked rockabilly. She didn't like the music that we make, or, and she was, like, putting it down all the time. All she liked was, like, the Dictators and various new bands, and she thought that was garbage. And now she writes about it and says she loves it, so beats me. What about Ugly Things fanzine? That that's put up by Mike Stacks of the Telltale Hearts. I haven't seen that one. It glorifies the British rock and rockabilly rock and roll scene. I, I'm not familiar with it. Do, do you think the Cramps are interested in like the pretty things? Oh, we're crazy about the pretty things. And yeah. the, you should check that one out because he does and the Downliner sect. Yeah, no, I love all that stuff. I love all the English, you know, great, you know, all the 60s R&B thing before everything got too psychedelic. What about the psycho? One other fanzine here. What about Psychotronic Video? Oh, that's a great magazine. Yeah, we're we're friends with Michael Weldon. Puts that out, and that's a great magazine. Yeah. He was involved in a rock. He was in the Electric Eels, wasn't he? Or was? No, he wasn't. But but Nick's known him for a long time. They you know know each other somehow from Cleveland. So you uh, were unless he was in, and I didn't know it. But he wasn't in the band when Nick was in the band. You were introduced to Nick through. Uh, Michael Weldon, or no, was one of your friends there. Jesse Bradley Field. Um, what about, didn't Nick's brother once play in the Cramps? His know? cousin did, his cousin Ike. Yeah, how did that last for? How long did, that was after Brian Gregory left? Oh, way after, that was after Kid, and after, uh, I guess it was right after Kid for a while. And then we had another guy playing uh, Click Mort for a while, and then Ike played with us again for a tour. Um. He was just helping us out kind of as a favor because we didn't have anyone to tour with. So uh, Brian Gregory was the first ex guitarist aside from yourself then? Mm, I guess so, yeah. And then you had Kid Congo. And then what was the, what, what other guitarists have the Cramps churned out since then? Uh, Ike Knox, Click Mort. Um, that's it. Um, as far as we've had various people hired with this girl, Fur was hired. She had her own band that was hired and played for about two months with us. Uh, What's she oh, doing now? Oh, a girl named Julian. I forgot. And actually, before Kid was a girl named Julian Grindsnatch. Um, and she's in the Erg movie with us. What about other Vancouver bands? Uh, have, do you know any Vancouver bands at all? I don't think so. DOA? Ever heard of them? No. No means no? Pardon me? No means no? Another rock and roll band. Uh, the Young Fresh. Any Seattle bands you associated with? Um, no, I've, I've heard there's a good scene there, but I haven't heard it. I, you know, I just, maybe we're too busy. I just haven't heard the bands yet. What about down in, um, in, are you phoning from your house, or, um, Ivy? Yes, I am. So you guys, do you guys live at, like, 137 and a half North Hollywood Avenue? No. Oh, somebody once told me that you guys live at, like, in a half avenue or something like that. But on, like, an, on an evening in Hollywood, do you go out and groove to the scene? Like, check out new bands at all? Not very much. We, we mainly kind of have our own little world here. But, um, we go out once in a while, but... What about Red... some friends, but... We mainly kind of keep to ourselves. What about Red Cross? Are they sort of the bastard heavy metal sons of the uh, cramps at all? 
Uh, they're good. I don't know if they're any of those things, but they're they're fun band. I I like I did watch them. They're the cool band to see. What about um, the Crusher? You know that singer that you use, do the Hammerlock. How did you guys find that single? Like, didn't some like did European? How come no European stole it from you before you could, you know, got? How come you got to it first? How did you get the Crusher? Well, I don't know why we got it first. We we got it off actually off a compilation album that we found in England, and we were at Miles Copeland's house. We were staying there because we we're going to be playing at the Lyceum in London. We bought the record in the afternoon, went home and played it on his record player decided to play it that night at the Lyceum. Uh, everybody figured out that it was pretty close to Drug Train, uh, so that we figured we already kind of knew it. And uh, that's the first time we did it was the night, the same day that we bought the record. Do you get a lot of your rec songs off compilations at all, or do you go to a lot of record swap meets and stuff uh, like that? You know, we got collection originals, we have compilations. We get them wherever we can, you know, whatever, we're not too picky. How about Mick Jagger? Have you ever met, met Mick Jagger or Ray Davies before, any of those? No, I haven't, no. Do you ever express a desire to, do you think? No, not particular. I certainly admire Ray Davies a lot, but um, I I almost don't feel I need to meet people, even the ones that I, that I really admire. I just, um, maybe I'm shy. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're not. You're a, you're a wonderful guitarist for the Cramps. Yeah. What about Iggy Pop? Uh, well, I had met him. We we played with him in New York at, at this place called the Palladium in New York, and we uh, opened for him on Halloween once. How did that go? Great. It's really, it's, it was a gas. Was that in the Brian Gregory era? Um, probably. I'm not sure. Who did you play your first gig with? Um, well, the first thing we did was we auditioned the same. We were played CBGB the same night the Dead Boys were playing. And the first real gig we had was for, with Suicide, a band out of New York that used to play pretty frequently in the late 70s. And we were kind of a regular co-bill with Suicide. They, they headline and we'd open for them. And then we play with Ramones a lot in New York. So you've, you've met Joey Ramone then? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've known him for years. Is he a great influence on the Cramps, do you think, at all? Um, not directly. I, I, I think the Ramones did inspire us a lot. When we got to New York, we saw him, just the crazy energy of him, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think they inspired us, and we inspired them, apparently. Are there many cramps bootlegs around? Like I mentioned m earlier about, you know, Miriam. Yeah, about, it seems like about 100. Uh, do you, like one of that one, Songs We Taught the Cramps, have you seen that one? I've seen a lot, yeah, I think I've seen that one. Because it's got a picture of Miriam on it, right? It says Miriam plays glo wears gloves when she plays the drums. Uh -huh. um, are, you, are you ever angered by all these, uh, you know, bootlegs that come out? Well... To some degree, because for several reasons, they're, what they do is they exploit our fans. They're usually horrible quality. They cost the earth. They're usually $30 and up. And, and they're packaged in a deliberately misleading way to retitle songs to make... A lot of our fans want to own every song we ever covered, so what these bootlegs will do is retitle them. They'll give a new title to a previous song of ours. They'll call uh, Psychotic psychotic reactions called a walk down Broadway. They're called bacon fat, big and fat. And these are deliberate attempts to, you know, suck money off our fans. Have you ever tried any legal action at, uh, no, with that? No, not yet. I mean, maybe now with the real record company, there might be some effect against it. I really don't know. It's, you know, we, life's short, full of stuff. We don't have time to be messing with all those people. Do, you know, you guys were featured in that video that live at Napa State Mental Hospital. Right. It's, was that a real actual show then? 
Yeah, it was. How did that go over? How did that get arranged? Did you just, gen- you know? I don't know. At that time, we I think it was uh, I think it was Howie Klein or somebody in San Francisco had set that up. I I don't at the time somebody was making arrangements for us. We just showed up and played, but yeah, it was a real gig. It's an amazing show. Featuring yeah, br- featuring a lot of Brian Gregory on there. Where's he nowadays? Is he still around L.A. at all or Hollywood? No, not at all. Uh, I bet we haven't kept in touch for about ten years. Really? We're not friends. <laughs> it, was he a bad boy to the cramps? We're not friends.
other movies that the Cramps may have been featured in? Um, Near Dark, weren't you featured in that movie? Yeah, Fever was featured in the a scene in the bar where they're like slitting everybody's throats. Um, that was sort of the background to it. And, uh, and The Boys Next Door with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, there were several songs in there, three of them in there. And you got something like, I Got Nothing But Iggy? Was that the name of the song? Huh? Uh, I heard like in Boys Next Door that it's not like, I Got Nothing But a Gorehound, I Got, I got Nothing But Iggy. Is that what it is? No. Oh, by really? Us? Yeah. No, the one thing by us is just things off of our IRS albums that they licensed from IRS. I, I don't, nothing's different. <laughs> Who do you think is the Cramps' biggest critic? Oh, I have no idea. I, I'm not sure that we would pay that much attention to the Cramps' biggest critic. I don't know who it might be. Who do you think the Cramps' biggest fan is? Besides me, of course, Nardwar, the human serviette, your interviewer here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't think any individual. I, I think it would be unfair to, to pick an individual. I think the biggest fan is just someone who uh, likes us just for what we do, you know, our records and our shows, and doesn't... doesn't uh, expect more from us than that doesn't need to, you know, haunt us or go through our garbage or anything like that. That would be the biggest, truest fan. What about Sam C. Phillips? You recorded at his studio. Was he, is he still alive, Sam Phillips? Oh, he Phillips? certainly is. He's alive and very kicking, very useful, young. I think he's a vampire because uh, he looks younger now than he did in the 50s. So you, re you recorded your, um, what songs the Lord taught us there? Um, where did you record this new present album, Stay Sick? We recorded it, uh, we tracked it at a studio called Music Grinder in Hollywood, uh, which is a great studio. It has this huge room, uh, I think it used to be a brewery or some kind of factory, and it just looks, it looks almost like an aircraft hangar. It's just all wood and concrete, and we tracked all the drums in there. And then we mixed at a studio called Record One, which is uh, a studio owned by Ocean Way, which is really the best studio in Hollywood in LA, and maybe in the world. And and this time you assumed produ produce you produced the crowns. Oh, I I really have on all of them to some degree, you know. But it just kind of was meaningless to just keep saying the crowns because I I was producing them. Have you done any other artists before? Like, did you ever get requests to do uh, any other? We've uh, produced the Mad Daddies, a group from New Jersey, uh -huh. and another New Jersey group called the Sick Kids, and these are people who are friends of ours from back east. Are the Sick Kids still around? No, they're not, no. But ben Vaughn, wasn't he in the Sick Kids? He's involved with them off and on. They, there's a group now called Pink Slip Daddy with some of the members, and he's involved with that, too, and I think they just came out with a new release. Have you seen their new record at all? Yeah. It's, it's really neat with the, uh, with the grooves and all that? Um, yeah. Like two songs on one, one groove. Right, yeah, that's pretty revolutionary. What do you think? Have you guys ever been to Disneyland before, Ivy? Oh, we sure have. What do you yeah. think? What is the most dangerous ride at Disneyland? Dangerous? I heard that somebody was killed on the Matterhorn, so I think that would rate us pretty dangerous. I heard that the people mover is, believe it or not. Really? Well, that could be, but somebody did die on the Matterhorn. Really? Yep. I, f I forget what the reason was, if it was because they were drunk or if it was because of the Matterhorn. I don't know. What do you think of the New York Dolls? Are they a big influence on the oh, crowd? Oh, huge. I just, I just, we love the Dolls. We saw them a bunch of times. And I think that was really the final band that made the Cramps, you know, form. Made us, you know, we had to have a band. It's the energy of the New York Dolls. I think that's one of the best bands there ever was. What's some um, Buster Poindexter doing now? What do you think of what he's doing now? Oh, I guess since he was in the Dolls, it's good that he's 
enjoying himself or doing well if you know if he's happy doing what he's doing i guess he's earned it from having been in the dolls i'm certainly not interested in in that particular thing that he's doing now um but i mean he is david johansson and they really did some the dolls really did something special do you magic have, have hallucinogenics ever played a part in the cramps act um i suppose that's this one of our many influences. I mean, we've all done them, so you know you can't turn back turn back on that. You know, there's no there's no going backwards there. So that's definitely an influence. What do you think your your uh, poison ivy? What is your favorite poison? Oh my! Um, Come on, you know the answer. No, I don't. It's on one of your records. Well, no, I. Strychnine. Yeah, yeah. Only in moments of supreme faith. Actually, we just came from Spain, and I was really, we were really hoping, we didn't have time, we were really hoping to find some absence there, because it's, it's something that's very hard to get, except in Spain and parts of Europe, and uh, I've never tried it, so that was kind of, I was kind of intrigued by that. What Canadian groups have you ever heard of, like Bob and Lucille, the Canadian Sweethearts? Ever heard oh, of them? Yeah, I forget what their song was, that was like a 50s song. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Oh, right, right. Ronnie Hawkins? Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, that was like some of the first stereo records with Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks. It's really great stuff. Gordon Lightfoot? Mm, not someone I follow. Neil Young? I, I, some of what he does is why I, I, you know, I mean, he can be a really wild, raunchy guitar player. Um, so there's some of his stuff I've liked. You know, but, um, Deja Voodoo? Ever heard of Deja Voodoo before? No, I, I think I've heard their name. Because they're from Montreal. Yeah, but I haven't seen them. And so you, you're not really um, the Canadian groups, uh, none of them you can think of offhand? That are um, like Katie Lang, ever heard of Katie Lang? She's a Canadian country star. country singer, yeah. She yeah. does a song, Bopalina, you know? Bopalina, Bopalina. Yeah. yeah, she does that. She does. Yeah. It's a Ronnie Self song. Yeah, pretty cool. I just heard by Ronnie Self. It's pretty Take cool, it. eh? Yeah. And she's on a major label, just like you. Yeah. How was it like, um, are, are, are Enigma treating the cramps nicely? Are we going to... They sure are. They yeah, are. They're just... Hopefully I mean, we, they're they're paying for this phone call. Hopefully, right? Well, they we have an unusual deal. Even a lot of major artists in the country, we do. They've they've given us complete artistic freedom, and not only at our request, but they really want us to have it. I think they really kind of press that we've proven something by now, and uh, so it's a nice position to be in. I mean, they really are getting behind us, just doing what we do. They're not, you know, trying to change us, and they're uh, they seem to be taking us quite seriously, and I appreciate that. Have you ever met Russ Meyer before? No, I haven't. Um, have you ever thought of getting him to direct one of your videos? Um, we've entertained a thought. I don't think he's interested in doing that kind of thing. He did do a video for fast, a band called Faster Pussycat, and it didn't look anything like his own work. Uh, if, you, if you understand, it didn't look anything like yeah. Russ Meyer's work. So I kind of wonder about doing a video with him. What about Peter Lorre? Is he a nice influence on the cramps, would you say? Peter Lorre, oh, well, I love him. Uh, I'm sure he's influenced, I, I couldn't name any direct way, but I mean, I'm sure just his sense of drama probably influenced us and his sick sense of humor. He, he has very sick sense of humor, very serious and scary at the same, you know, funny and scary at the same time. Are there any movie appearances or TV appearances coming up for the Cramps in the future? Um, yeah, actually today, yes. um, we're doing a TV thing today for a show called After Hours. And, uh, oh really? With yeah, that that one? The doorbell ringing now. They're about to come here and do it. Um, 
Yeah. And we did a lot of television in Europe. What, what is the most mis mismatched gig do you think the Cramps have ever done? Like you guys playing with New Order or Depeche Mode or anything like that? Probably a show we did in Dallas, Texas once at some small club, and we're sandwiched in between two bands that both were like huge guys with beards, and it was in Texas, and both the opening act, we were the middle bill in the opening act, and the headlining act did like Jimi Hendrix songs and Doobie Brothers songs and stuff, and we were in the middle of that in Texas, and we were not welcome there, and that was kind of frightening. You guys have toured all over the states, haven't you? Like yep. every single town, like major town have you hit? No. No way. Eh? No, in fact, this tour will probably be more extensive than any we've done because we've done a lot of cities we weren't able to do before until we had the, the record deal. So do you think once you've done, once you come up here and play Vancouver, you're going to go back into the States and play? Yeah, we're just starting in Vancouver, but it's an American tour. We'll go on Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake City, so Denver. And then, then, then take a break? or? Um, briefly, yeah. We'll, we'll be touring through the end of June. So you might come back to Vancouver then, if, if the crowd is crazy and wild? Um, yeah, I don't know when. I can, it's hard to say. Do you think it possibly will be in the next year then? I couldn't say. I just don't know, because I don't know where else we're going to be going. Any other records? Um, on, on, it's basic, first off. Um, that, you've used that motto before, haven't you? It's just a motto from... There, there's a horror mo uh, movie host called Goularty, like a ghoul, Goularty, uh, based in Cleveland, and they, uh, both Lux and Nick, who are from their... Uh, were really influenced by him, and uh, and that was one of his kind of phrases. This guy was like a early '60s guy. I don't even know what area he's from, but you know, he'd say, "Stay sick, turn blue." Um, he'd, he'd blow up things on TV, and you know, with firecrackers and stuff. Do you, do you think I'm Ivy? This, well, not, well, thanks very much for your time. You're talking to me. Yes, not I do got to get going now. Um, uh, but I, I was wondering, um, do, do you think that John F. Kennedy um, possibly was? Uh, murdered by Richard Nixon and the CIA? Boy, I don't know anything about that. I'm afraid that's not my, uh, one of my big departments there, you know. American politics? Yeah, I guess I, I don't think I'm too authoritative on that one way or the other. What about Canadian politics? Uh, do you well, ever you hear... Know uh, do you know who the Prime Minister of Canada is? No, I don't. I'm just like, say, you're listening to CIT. I say, I'm Lux Interior of the rock group, the... I'm Lux Interior of the rock group, the Cramps, and you're listening to CIT. R. R. FM 102. Both of them. Thank you. Lux Interior from 1990 at the Commodore Ballroom speaking to me, Nardwar, the human serviette. And before that, an interview with Poison Ivy of the Cramps from 1990 on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Right now, I thought I would play something from the Cramps, Totally Destroy Seattle. And it's the Cramps Live from May 20th, 1982. This record is sort of associated with Vancouver. I'll leave it at that. But it's the Cramps, Totally Destroy Seattle, live in Seattle on May the 5th, Sorry, the 20th of May, 1982. The Cramps on the War, the human serviette radio show. Hey. What? 
human fly, and I don't know why. I got a 96 tears and 96 eyes. I got a garbage brain driving me insane. I don't like to ride, so push that pesticide. Baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare, cause I'm a reborn maggot using germ warfare. That's right. 
Some people here are commenting on our appearances because they don't understand that we're five years ahead of our time. I'll sing you a song about it right now. What I don't know can never hurt me. I live a life 
working for me. Oh, what I respect, you just can't see. Oh, what you expect, I'll never be. cars now, see what kind of stuff we can pick up. Well, when the sun goes down and the moon comes up, I turn into a teenage Google man. Yeah, I cruise through 
live in Seattle in 1982, May the 20th at the Astor Park. The Cramps totally destroy Seattle. And you heard Domino, Hue and Fly, sometimes good, ga- good guys don't wear white, primitive, and goo-goo-muck. Right now, to end an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show, a bit of Canadian content. Brand new. Thank you, Andrew. Budokan. Daddy, come on. Budokan from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. This is their brand new single, Daddy, Come On, by Budokan. And right after that, we're going to play some live Deja Voodoo, which was mentioned in my interview with Poison Ivy from 1990. But we are going to hear right now from February 15th, 1989, Deja Voodoo from Montreal, Canada, live in Helsinki, 
Finland, live at the Backstage Club, right after Budokan and Daddy, come on, on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. Turn your face around, turn your face around, let me show you how, Daddy, come on. Yeah. 
may go to college, you may go to school, you may go to religion, but it doesn't mean you're cool. You gotta be the thing, be the thing, be the thing, be the thing, you gotta be the I wanna do this 
Oh, here finally I get to speak some Finnish. Like for example.
sung by Johnny Burnett. It's kind of dead and all. <laughs> On a lonesome journey, on a lonesome journey. 